across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyben, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. Guys, in my 27 years of uh, doing this full time, I, I could think of many occasion where my stomach hurt and my body ached because I lost a listing. I, I was consumed by the fact that I thought that I had it, that I had massive rapport with the people and it was in the bag and then they called me and said they liked somebody better. It was almost like a jealousy thing where... You know, a girlfriend uh, decided she liked a guy better. It hurt, right? It hurt, and I hated it. I can remember several occasions where my children were little, and I was playing with them joyfully, and then I had to put on a suit and go out on a listing appointment, and I came home, took off the suit after three hours, and of course, I missed them. They're taking their naps or whatever, and three or four days later, I find out I didn't get it. I'm like, I wasted that time. I... That the time was stolen from me and it pissed me off. And uh, that's one of the reasons I created the CLA course, the Certified Listing Agent course. I got eight of the top listing agents, sat them down, filmed them, unedited to the degree of, you know, oh, cut that out. I don't want my competitors to know or, oh, cut that out. I don't want people to see it. None of that was happening, buddy. We filmed everything. And then we had discussions on uh, their listing appointment, why they do what they do. Then I took that and we cut it up in the seven to 12 minute pieces and created quizzes for each little piece. So if you wanted to, you could take two years to take this course. Every free 10 minutes you have, take a module, 52 modules of this, right? I mean, this is high intensity stuff that works. By the time you finish this, it's going to be ingrained. You're going to roll into that listing appointment with a Superman cape on. And on top of that, I'm so confident about this that I'm personally guaranteeing it. You guys, I'm easy to find. Google me. I'm easy to find. You know, if you're pissed about the course and you think it sucks, send me an email. Pat, this course sucks. Give me my money back. I'll give it to you right away. I got no problems with that because I'm guaranteeing this course that you'll love it and you'll think that it's well worth the money so what i did is i made a promise uh the first 200 people get 50 percent off we're not there yet we are over 100 so more than 50 percent of our coupons are gone i have less than 100 coupons left for 50 percent off all you got to do is go to hybendigital.com backslash cla50 hybendigital.com backslash cla50 as soon as those 200 are up Boom, it's going on the market for $9.97. And it's still going to be worth it because it's got 28 downloads of pre-list books, you know, pre-list books, net sheets, CMAs, everything that these guys use today, not yesterday, today, everything these eight agents use on a listing appointment and their uninterrupted listing presentation and bite-sized chunks and quizzes to make sure it sinks in and you must get high scores on each quiz. And when you're done, you get a certificate 
It says CLA. You can put CLA on your business card. And the certificate is LinkedIn compatible and it goes right on LinkedIn if you want it. It, it. it just makes you that much more worthy and that much more able, first and foremost, to get there and beat any mega agent, any neighborhood specialist, any agent that you have lost a listing to in the past, no longer. No more sand in the face, skinny guy. This is going to work. Trust me. And like I said, 100% guaranteed if it doesn't. So go on, hybendigital.com backslash CLA50. And I'll see you at the bank with the listing commission checks in hand. So it goes to the person and they're like, man, I love Russell's team. They're second right. to none. They're, they're, they're Ritz-Carlton experience that's exactly what we try to push for is the ritz carlton or the neiman marcus experience is what i always say and so the first thing is how you treat your people and so they then they retreat then they treat your clients number one and then number two what you need to do is you do a phenomenal job and all the other good stuff and then after that the kind of phrase i've coined is that you've got to keep the flame ignited after the closing because they're very excited they're very turned on they, you had a great experience, hopefully, you close on the house, and that flame slowly dwindles. Doesn't mean that they're not going to use you three, four, five, six years from now when they go to sale, possibly. Hopefully, they don't meet another person on the baseball team whose wife's a realtor and they become buddies with, and so they use them. So what do you do to keep that yes, client? Yes, give us flame some exact. Yeah, what do you do? But, so what we do is we have what's called a client appreciation program where I have all these items that we let our clients use anytime they want and that for life. So we have now, of course, you don't get it right away because you got to, as you do more volume, you can do more. But we have, you know, two moving trucks, a pickup truck, uh, three or four margarita machines, popcorn machines, chocolate fountains, chafing dishes, tables, chairs, karaoke machines, power washers, air compressors. And then our clients, when they want to use it, they'll call us. They'll come up and get it, you know, and then we follow up with the client and make sure that it worked okay for them. The agent who sold them the house will follow up with them and say, oh, I see you borrowed the margarita machine. How'd it go? Did you have a great party? Blah, blah, blah. It's just another form of touch. But what I wanted to do was to create a way for the clients, a kind of that law of reciprocity, where the focus was more on not what can you do for me, Pat, but more, what can I do for you? Wow. And, and if I, and if I get and and when I do that for you, the normal person, except for someone who's just a taker and you always get those people. Sure. But most people, when you do something for them, they want to give back. Yes. Not because you asked them to give back. It's because they want to. It's natural. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, so anyway, so, so that's been my thing. So we, we have that in place and that. Now, now do you have like Russell Rhodes on the power washer, on the margarita yeah. machines? Are they branded all these little things? Yeah. So the, well, the two moving trucks and the pickup truck are branded. Nice. The margarita machines are branded across the top and the other things are not branded. So, so when you, you know, what are you constantly sending them stuff out? It says, Hey, do you need some folding tables? Do you need a power? Send them a list. You yeah, know. so what, 
we have we have our part of our 33 touch that we send out to our clients, the people on our vendor or, or on our on our list that we send stuff to. One of those touches every six months is our client appreciation program list that has a list of all the things that we have and you know how they call and get it and all that good stuff. And would you email me a copy of that? And, and so our rock star nation, if they wanted to use that as some guidance, could take some ideas from that. Yeah, if what we can do, actually, we even have a, a thing, because I've done it, a, you know, I'm with Keller Williams, and um, I, I taught classes on this, and we actually have like a whole kind of booklet that we send out to people that want to understand more about our client appreciation program and how we do it and all that stuff. If uh, we will get you some, if... Yeah, well, I'll get with Tiffany and get that from me. That'd be right. awesome. And then I'll put it on hybendigital.com backslash Russell Rhodes, and it's R-H-O-D-E-S. That would be awesome. And so, and then, and then they can go in and request it. And then what we'll do is we'll send it to them and all that good stuff. And so like also what we, so we have that client appreciation program. And then also what we do is we do a, um, what we have, uh, three, I three events every year that we do for our clients. So we have a, at Thanksgiving, we have, we either have apple pies or pumpkin pies and we send out to our clients saying, Hey, you know, which one would you like? And they come up to our office and pick it up. And so last year, I could be wrong on this, but I think the number was somewhere around 500 people, 500 different families came up to get their pies from us. That's awesome. On the day before Thanksgiving. And that day, you know, all the all the agents have to be here. And it's like a, a huge party. I mean, it's yeah. just a huge party. And then at Christmas time, we do, a, we do popcorn that we have delinered, b- delivered by the Rhodes Team Elves. And the Rhodes Team Elves <laughs> will personally deliver. Tell me, yeah, uh, tell their, me what that is. That they have their, you know, it's a T-shirt that says the Rhodes Team Elves, and I get high school kids then, you know, with trucks and stuff, and they go around and deliver all these popcorns to, you know, what, five what, to seven hundred people. What is a popcorn like? A big giant? Yeah, tin, like a, you know, like a, almost like a five-gallon bucket, if you will, looking thing of tin with popcorn. And it has your brand on the outside yeah, so, of it? Yeah. yeah, so at the very top, what we do is we put like this big sticker that goes on top of it of a picture of our team. And, you know, and you know, and then wow. it has a card in there, you know, Rhodes team, you know, wishes you a Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays or whatever it was you say. And so anyway, so, and that's also in that, that, that thing that I'm telling you about it, that we even have in there what it costs us. We talk about how, I mean, she has everything detailed out for it. Oh, that would be same awesome. With, same with the pumpkin, same, same with the pies. And so you need to think about it. Why in the world, you know, my average price point is roughly, let's say, three seventy-five, And so, you know, I'm shocked that you got four to 500 people, I think it was about 500 last year, that are going to go out of their way when they were at the grocery store, they could just get a, you know, a $7 pie, right? Yeah. And it's not like they don't have the money to buy their own pie. It, it blows me away that someone would take the time to come up here to pick up the pie. But it's become, it's not about the pie, it's about the whole social event we have. You know, we have the margarita machines going, and it's just kind of a big party. And then, and then we do a similar thing at Easter. For Easter, we have uh, bunnies. Uh, we, we, we have, um, where the, the kids come in and take, uh, there's two things. One is the adults come in and pull little plastic eggs, and it has prizes inside it, anywhere from... Um, honey baked hams to Starbucks gift cards to iPads, 
that they'll pull like, you know, the little plastic eggs. You know, your kids will, you know, you'll put yeah. candy in the plastic so wait, eggs. Wait, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me get this straight. So you bring your kids into your office on uh, on Easter or the day before or what? Yeah, that, that week before. The week before. <laughs> and there's an Easter egg hunt or they just get an egg? Or Tell me, about how does this work? Yeah, there's two things going on. One is for the parents, they're coming in and they're, they're, they're pulling an egg from the, from the, uh, the fish bowl, and, which has a prize that we go get for them. And then the kiddos um, have like face painting and different events. And then one of those is we have a bunch of bunnies, uh, Easter bunnies, or by, but they're bunnies, you know, live bunnies. And we have professional photographers there taking pictures with the kiddos, with the bunnies. And then we have a separate area. You know, we've learned all this the hard way through time where, you know, you do one thing and then you figure out where your bottlenecks are and then you change it. And then the next time, because, you know, for this, I, I think we had over 500 people show up to it as well, 500 different families. And then they all had kids and stuff. We probably had 1,500 to 2,000 people in our office that day. Wow. Um, and so we have a separate room that we had, so you had one place where the bunnies, the bunnies you could just hold and play with. And then you had one area where we had the professional photographers taking the pictures of the kiddos with the uh, bunnies and, you know, and then we'd print it out right there and give it to the parents and all that good stuff. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and so they're constantly being invited to things and, and 33 times a year, right? You're sending well, them stuff. Well, you're calling them. You're, yeah. They're being they're being touched anywhere from about twenty eight to up to thirty five times, depending on because part of the touches have to do with the kids' birthdays and their birth, the parents' birthdays and anniversaries. So, so what's that mean? So you send them a birthday card. Yeah. So the kiddos will get a, a gift card to Target. Parents will get a gift card to Starbucks. Five the, bucks. Birthdays. Ten bucks. Yeah. Five bucks for the kiddos. You know, and I get letters, tons of them every week from, from the, you know, because you know, the kiddos sending me, you know, thank you cards and showing me what they bought with their money or they're saving up the gift card in order to buy a, this one special thing they've been wanting and blah, 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 blah. And it, it's funny because I, I didn't really, there was one family that we'd always deliver the popcorns tend to, the popcorns to. And one year, because it was kind of far out, I decided not to take it out to them. And I'd sold my house seven or eight years before. And I thought, yeah, you know, it's not worth whatever going out there. Well, it just so happens in that February, the very first time I don't send it, I'm out there with that, that cell. The husband's getting relocated. And so I'm with the wife, um, you know, during the day. And, and she's, uh, and, you know, we're about to get her house in the market. And she says, she goes, oh, he said, the kids were so disappointed this year, they didn't get their popcorn. <laughs> you know, and I mean, this is a, I don't know what it is, like a $7 thing of popcorn, right? It's yeah. Nothing, right? And this is people that live in a 600,000 plus house, right? Yeah. And, but the, she, she, cause she, she, she said, she said, oh, I guess there was a mess up. She says, it's, it's always one of their highlights knowing that it's getting close for Santa is when they get Russell's popcorn. And, you know, and then of course I felt terrible and, but it's funny how even like for their birthdays, it's like it's one of the things that's part of their tradition. People like in- free stuff and unexpected stuff. It's like with right. the pies. It's it's kind of like on the airplane, right? You talk to kids about having an airplane ride, and what they remember is you get all you can drink Sprite, you know, <laughs> uh, you know? <laughs> and 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 it's like that's what people love free stuff. You know, how how often do you say no to when they give you? 
uh, you know, a meal or something on the airplane. You always take it, even if you just ate in the airport, because it's right. free. So it's the same right. thing. It's a $7 pie, but it's free. It's a it's a $5 gift card, but it's free. It's, it's worth so much more than 5 bucks. Right. So, so, you know, what's interesting is, Pat, is that, you know, most people's advertising dollars, my gut, everyone I understand, run probably anywhere from 8 to 12%, depending on how much geographical farming and, you know, other stuff they do and all that stuff. My, all of my advertising dollars are less than, it's running, usually runs about two and a half to two and three quarters percent. And those advertising dollars is factoring in all that stuff I just told you, including the moving trucks and the pies and the popcorns and the Easter with the iPads and the honey baked hams and the blah, 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 blah. It's more, yours is more, promotion than it is advertising like i see advertising as just throwing money out there and 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 on a wide net and trying to catch a fish with this massively wide net where you're actually throwing out a fishing line after you've looked in your boat and seen the radar showing that there is a fish down there that is going to actually buy uh, actually sell in a certain amount of years because everybody moves roughly every seven years and uh, that's actually going to send you referrals. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Pat, a quick, I tell you, one of the things that it makes me, I don't know if it's smart or not, but it's one of the things that I do is, you know, a lot of people are always talking about how big their database is. You know, I got 20,000 in my database that I send stuff to. I've got 12,000 in my database. I bet you I have less than 2,000 in my database. How, and, what? How, how do you... Yeah, how do you do that? Like, because if you're doing 500 a year, that's only four years worth of client. So how do you decide? Because I don't want to spend money on people that I don't want to work with, and I don't, and I don't want to spend money and send stuff to people that I don't think is going to send me referrals. So how do you or, decide though? Do you just kind of like go through it and be like, eh, so, eh? You know, after every closing, we do a rating on it, and based on is this someone that we see is in a position where they could give lots of referrals, i.e. maybe they're at some kind of senior level in a corporation that would be involved in hiring or things like that. Is it someone that's, that, that, is, that will tell, that, that I think will tell or has told several people about that they should use us, etc.? Where is it that I think they are in the referral thing? Are they someone that I think that if they were if they stayed in the area if they were to sell again would they use us do we want them to and so what I'm always doing is is I'm always paring down my database and making it where I'm only sending stuff to the people that I really want to work with and that I think will the highest probability of getting me business and and then those people that I do send it to I do a, just a ton of stuff for them and so, you know, it's kind of funny, you know, it's kind of like, I'm sure you've heard of those, uh, those people who say they can do the algorithms on a mail out where they can tell you the people that yeah, are the most Yeah, there's prompt, a lot of them out there now, yeah. Right, and those people that are doing that, they might charge twice as much or three times as much. But if they can give you a five-time better conversion, I can send it to uh, a third, you know, a third of the people and have, and spend, and actually come out better ahead. And so, my whole thing that I'm looking at, I'm very... Um, conservative with money and so I'm always looking at where, where am I getting the best bang where am I getting the best use of our advertising dollars and and where can I hone in and spend more money on the people 
that that are really referring us business and that I can show my appreciation to. And the other people, I don't waste my time or the energy, whether I did, whether because A, I didn't really care for them, because usually, you know, bad people hang out with bad people. You know, mm. an arrogant yeah. jerk, usually, right. no, but the only person that can handle him is another arrogant jerk or a really <laughs> submissive. Yeah. Or a really submissive person, right? Yeah, yeah. Someone and on, so, someone and so, and you know what's so cool is there's so much business to be had. You don't have to work with the cruddy people. Now, at first you do because you're just trying to build it up. But once you get going, you don't have to work with those jerks anymore. And it's true. It's not a joke. And so I only send stuff to people that I like that I want to work with because they usually have good people. Now, sometimes they you get good people that are hang out with a real jerk. But typically not. Typically not, right? You know, I mean, typically not. So, okay, so you got like 30-some people on your team, right? Right. Okay. So what systems are you using and technology are you using so they're communicating properly, so 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 things are running efficient? Give us some names of some things that people can look into to maybe buy or download or whatever. The system that we've just recently implemented called Infusionsoft, we, I guess we implemented about three years ago. As our business was getting bigger, before that, we had Agent Office. And um, for us, it wasn't able to keep up. It was really starting to crash a lot because of the volume we're putting through it. Mm-hmm. And so then we switched over to Infusionsoft. And um, I don't personally use it, but the, the ladies in my office... And so they, they like keep track and take notes and all that and of every deal within Infusionsoft? Yeah, so they, they use Infusionsoft. For example, like Wendy, who is the operations manager for us that oversees the administrative folks, she can go online and actually see all the tasks, and she can see all the tasks that are past due, and then, and then she can see the other um, admin people whose maybe their, their plate is not as full, and she can redistribute the work and blah, blah, blah. We use it. And it's really become a very integral part of how we're running our business, both for lead follow-up, for task management, for how we're tracking and the people in our database and what we're sending them and who responded to what and how many referrals did they give us and how much money are we making from those referrals. You know, I'm extremely analytical. And so because I'm, again, always trying to make sure I'm spending the money and, in, in you know, I'm being the best steward of the money as possible. Yeah. Well, that, let me stop you there for a second. So that's really great. So, so most people don't track the number of referrals. They just know, oh, that guy gives me referrals. So they might BS you and say, I, get, I got 10 referrals from that guy, but they don't really know the exact number. So not only do you know how many referrals each person gave you, but you know how much money each referral paid you gross commission wise. So you can look in and say, damn, Pat Hyben, he gave me 12 referrals and I've made $140,000 from Pat. You know, let me act accordingly. Yeah. So, so we do know how many referrals you gave us and we don't, the tr- we don't actually go in and have it in there where I can just like push a button and see how much did all that result in commissions but I can go in and look and see who are my top 10 and then we can drill in and see who it was that you referred to us and therefore what it resulted in commissions. So, but I can go in and see how many referrals you gave me this year, how many the year before, blah, blah, blah. And then, because one of the things I'm always interested in is that Pat Hyben gave me eight referrals in 2014, gave me 10 and 15 and haven't given me any this year or whatever. Did I do something that pissed him off or... 
what's going on. And yeah. I need to go touch that guy and figure out what's going on because he used to be obviously gung-ho telling everybody you about probably it. did, or there was some reason, yeah. And so I got to go figure out what that is. And you don't know unless you really track that stuff. But, you know, for me, I mean, I want to reiterate, you think about other... So, so Pat, what do you? what is your number that you say... Let's say someone doing a million dollars a year in commissions, let's mm-hmm. say. Okay. What would you say would be their normal advertising slash marketing expense? What percentage of sales? What percentage of sales should sales come should come from that? Or what percentage that, 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 of, no, the, of so, the so what percentage uh, of money spent? So yeah, so if I made a million dollars, what would you think would be a the maximum you would want? for your advertising slash marketing expenses to be in relationship to a million dollars in commissions? 8%, 10, uh, 5%. I would say under 10, uh, under 10, probably 8%, let's say, you know, five, $6,000 a month, something like that maybe for a million bucks. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, I, do you see a lot of people doing a million dollars and only having, um, no, 5%? no. If anything, I'm, I'm starting to see, here's what I'm starting to see. And it kind of ties back to what, we were talking about overstaff versus understaff. I'm starting to see a trend of big teams that are over marketing, over advertising, and yep. understaffing. So, yep. so what's happening is actually the opposite of what's going on with you. Is that that they're casting these big nets? They're getting all this business. They're buying business, but when then they get the business, the people are pissed because the 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 service sucks. Yep. And it's interesting to watch that, you know, I mean, you hear you've run and, and I agree with your model. I agree with the overstaffing, the over attention to the client and the under marketing, right? I mean, it's like you're not you're not out there, you know, doing mass marketing, spending, you know, tons and tons on advertising for a wide net. You're highly focused, right? Would you say that's accurate? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So in my world, yeah, it would be under 10%. In other people's worlds, and it depends on the coach that you talk to and depends on who you interview. And I've interviewed 350 agents here. You know, some would say, no way. There's no way you could get ahead. There's no way you could be, quote, unquote, number one. And some of that, you number know. Number one is, at what? Yeah, exactly. Well, that, that's why what? I said, quote, unquote. Yeah. Number one at what? When you say be number one, what do you mean by number one? That's that's exactly the point, right? Number one at your office, number one in the country, number one in their county, number one in your state, number one in your company, whatever. So, so I, you know. I tell you why I say, just giving it, and not saying an arrogant way, but just put perspective, I think, on my model. I think I'm the only person at Keller Williams who's ever been in the top five um, with the company more than probably five or six times. And I've done it nine years in a row. And my model is not prospecting but totally loving and taking care of my clients and running about a three percent advertising max expense to commissions all right so let's let's talk about that so okay you're on stage right there's 10 people on stage let's just say they're naked right and the only thing showing is their net on their tax returns yeah would you move up to the number one spot every year do you think just looking at tax return income you know the person I don't know. I, I tell you why I don't. I don't know if that answers. I, I think that some of the people that are ahead of me, or because you know there's there maybe I don't know. Yeah. I tell you why I say that. I tell you why I say that. Um, I believe that probably um, Sue Adler. I don't know if she makes as much as me net, 
but I think her net, but, but, you know, when you have a smaller team and you have a higher price point, it's much easier to have a much bigger net. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And but, she's, you know, and she's like you, she's, uh, she's very involved, but you're yeah, right. Her average sale price is higher. So that helps. But, 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 but she's running around 900 to 950,000 a house, right? You take someone, but, but, you know, but and then on the other side, you know, it's not fair, if you will, comparing our numbers. If, you know, my average price point this year will probably be over 400. Well, let's say another team's got someone with an average price point of 175,000. Well, heck, you know, the truth is it's about the same cost, truly, based on transactions, no matter what the price point is, not roughly. An apple pie is seven bucks. Whether it's in Tupelo, Mississippi, or it's in Dallas, Texas, right? And but you get the administrative people to handle. You know, if, if someone's got, you know, if I did, someone's got to do a thousand units to do the same volume as I do at five hundred units. I would be shocked if my uh, if my advertise if if all of my operating expenses are not much less than theirs because I'm just not doing as many deals, and so therefore my operating expenses are less, but my net should be a lot greater, and so. Uh, you know, so some people talk about big numbers, and mine looks pretty decent because I have a decent price point. But if my price point was two hundred thousand, I wouldn't look so good. Yeah, and and uh, and people are charging other things too. And I'm not going to talk exact commissions on the show, but you know, I've talked to some agents that are are you know splitting their commissions with co-op brokers sixty five thirty five or sixty forty or. You, you know what I mean? Or charging more. Not everybody charges the same either, you know? So, so there's yep. a lot of variances and I guess you really can't determine, you know, what's number one, right? You know, then they, then, then you're going to get into, well, you know, my net was less than yours, but I only work 20 hours a week and you work 60. You know what I mean? You could get into all of that and, and there's too many variables, but it's, it's, it's a cool thing to think about though, right? To like really strip everybody down. And I think there is a big problem in this GCI world, which is why I created ECI, Ego Commission Income, where you have the top 10 agents and all of a sudden you you strip them down naked and four of the top 10 have tax liens against them. Yep. Well, you know, it's interesting. I just, the Wall Street Journal just came out again. You're at the top 1,000 realtors last week. And and I was looking at it on groups, and I saw three or four people with uh, with our company that was ahead of me in volume on that list. But I know I did 30 40% more gross commissions than they did. And I guarantee I did better net than they did. Hmm. But I also had more, I know for a fact, because you know, at our company you see the gross commissions, right? But what they're doing is they're doing a lot of volume. They're putting a lot of builder stuff in, in the computer, or they're doing it for very discounted commissions, but their volume looks big. So they look big to the public about, look at my volume and my units, but it's all crud, right? So it's like when I used to list some builders' numbers in the computer, I used to put them in MLS. I, when I talked to people, I never included that in my number because I felt like a fake, right? Because all I was doing was stick it in MLS. It was a, it's, it's, not, it's not real, right? Yeah, right. As opposed to real. I mean, I'm not trying to be judgmental of other people. I'm just telling you, for me personally, I can't take credit in my mind for something I didn't deserve. And, you know, to go around saying if I put $75 million in builder stuff in and I did 275 I didn't really do 275 I really did two mil, two, I'm sorry, 200 And the other 75 was an admin, you know, stick it in MLS, and that's it. Yeah, it it is interesting. I mean, you could beat it to death, right? You could you could say that the 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 real 
success is is you know how much money are you making without working how much money is horizontal how much money are your you know who's got hard money and real estate investments and things paying them more uh, at the end of the day which comes from what you have left to invest it's it's funny it's interesting to watch it's interesting to talk about it's like that one year i forget the guy's name you know, a while ago, he was like the number one realtor. He was on the cover of Realtor Magazine doing all this, number one Wall Street Journal, whatever. And then like two years later, there's a thing come out that was going around the Internet. His house, he, was, he built this monstrosity of a house, and they couldn't finish it because he ran out of money. And they foreclosed <laughs> on it. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, my big thing is for people is just the, the only thing that matters at the end of the day is what your net is, period. And then in turn, what do you do with that money to, to help you start getting where you can go to more of a passive income as opposed to just being on the constant wheel? And that's what you and, and Osborne you know, keep pressing me about, and that is to focus on you know, what are you doing with that so you can create the long-term wealth instead and, and be able to get off the wheel at some point. Absolutely. It's all about getting off the hamster wheel that keeps running around and around so you could sit back and collect money while you're not working or decide to, you Let's know, that collect option. money. Yeah, to have that option, to be liberated from right. that. This is yep. awesome. Well, listen, Russell, this has been an incredible show. Tons of meat and potatoes here, just tons. I am going to put everything Russell talked about, obviously, in the show notes, but we're going to also take his packet that he ta- he teaches in a class right people pay for this class uh, he teaches you know that is is telling all about you know how he does so many and i'm talking 25 a month that actually turn into commissions i mean God, there's probably what 50 that you get you probably get 50 if you do you have any idea how many referrals you get that don't turn into commissions no, it's, it's, but the truth is, it's a very high percentage. If we get the referral, it, it, it turns into money. They're I'd good say ones. At least 75, 80%. They're good ones. So 30 or 40. So, uh, you know, what he does, and, and so that you guys can take this and implement it in your hometown. And if you do it, I like it. I like it a lot because, you know, it's an 80 20 principle. It's actually a 99 1 principle. You, you sell a house to somebody, in seven years, they're going to sell. Well, you know, people move average every five to seven years, whatever the exact number is. So this is someone who is going to move. This is someone who has used you and is going to be more apt to refer you than someone who may have seen your name on a bus bench or on a billboard or on the radio. This is a real deal person that can vouch for you. And so he's going after these people and treating them like kings and queens versus this huge massive net that's going to catch minnows and catch tin cans and rubber boots and and everything else if you're closing 80 percent of the referrals you get is way better than 80 percent versus maybe a lead that you get off the internet which you maybe have a one percent closing and have to follow up for years so anyways russell thanks for sharing that i'll be on hybendigital.com backslash russell Rhodes. russell i'll give you the last word Well, I just want to thank you for the opportunity, Pat. You're very, I tell you, the truth is you're very inspiring to me. And I keep thinking about all the time about how I need to be moving more into the arena, what you've done. And that is of um, taking the money and let it start working smart for me and hopefully uh, not have to 
work all the time if I don't have to. So I can tell you that you're very inspirational to me, and uh, and I mean that with all sincerity. I think you're you're a good guy, you're a straight guy, and uh, and I respect what you're doing. And I you keep up the good work, and uh, I'm listening to a lot of your different interviews. I think you ask some great questions of people. I listen to your stuff all the time. Well, thanks, Russell. I appreciate that. And what I'm what I'll do is I'll I'll make a point to stay in touch with you. Maybe we can maybe we can do some investment deals together. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for thinking of me. All righty, sir. Thank you. Bye, Pat. Guys, in my 27 years of uh, doing this full time, I, I could think of many occasion where my stomach hurt and my body ached because I lost a listing. I, I was consumed by the fact that I thought that I had it that I had massive rapport with the people and it was in the bag and then they called me and said they liked somebody better. It was almost like a jealousy thing where, you know, a girlfriend uh, decided she liked a guy better. It hurt, right? It hurt and I hated it. I can remember several occasions where my children were little and I was playing with them joyfully and then I had to put on a suit and go out on a listing appointment and I came home, took off the suit after three hours. And, of course, I've missed them. They're taking their naps or whatever. And three or four days later, I find out I didn't get it. I'm like, I wasted that time. I, that The time was stolen from me. And it pissed me off. And uh, that's one of the reasons I created the CLA course, the Certified Listing Agent course. I got eight of the top listing agents, sat them down, filmed them, unedited, to the degree of, you know, oh, cut that out. I don't want my competitors to know. Or, oh, cut that out. I don't want people to see it. None of that was happening, buddy. We filmed everything. And then we had discussions on uh, their listing appointment, why they do what they do. Then I took that and we cut it up in the 7 to 12-minute pieces and created quizzes for each little piece. So if you wanted to, you could take two years to take this course. Every free 10 minutes you have... Take a module, 52 modules of this, right? I mean, this is high intensity stuff that works. By the time you finish this, it's going to be ingrained. You're going to roll into that listing appointment with a Superman cape on. And on top of that, I'm so confident about this that I'm personally guaranteeing it. You guys, I'm easy to find. Google me. I'm easy to find. You know, if you're pissed about the course and you think it sucks, send me an email, Pat, this course sucks. Give me my money back. I'll give it to you right away. I got no problems with that because I'm guaranteeing this course that you'll love it and you'll think that it's well worth the money. So what I did is I made a promise of the first 200 people get 50% off. We're not there yet. We are over 100. So more than 50% of our coupons are gone. I have less than 100 coupons left for 50% off. All you got to do is go to hybendigital.com backslash CLA50. Hybendigital.com backslash CLA50. As soon as those 200 are up, boom, it's going on the market for $9.97. And it's still going to be worth it because it's got 28 downloads of pre-list books. You know, pre-list books, net sheets, CMAs, everything that these guys use today, not yesterday, today everything these eight agents use on a listing appointment and their uninterrupted listing presentation and bite-sized chunks and quizzes to make sure it sinks in and 
you must get high scores on each quiz and when you're done you get a certificate that says CLA you can put CLA on your business card and the certificate is LinkedIn compatible and it goes right on LinkedIn if you want it. It, it it just makes you that much more worthy and that much more able first and foremost to get there and beat any mega agent any neighborhood specialist any agent that you have lost a listing to in the past no longer no more sand in the face skinny guy this is gonna work trust me and like i said 100 guaranteed if it doesn't so go on hybendigital.com backslash cla50 and i'll see you at the bank with the listing commission checks in hand This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.